Chapter 41 After two whole years, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile, and behold, there came up out of the Nile seven cows, attractive and plump, and they fed in the reed grass. And behold, seven other cows, ugly and thin, came up out of the Nile after them, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the Nile, and the ugly, thin cows ate up the seven attractive, plump cows. And Pharaoh awoke, and he fell asleep and dreamed a second time. And behold, seven ears of grain, plump and good, were growing on one stalk. And behold, after them sprouted seven ears, thin and blighted by the east wind. And the thin ears swallowed up the seven plump full ears. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. So in the morning his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was none who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, I remember my offenses today, when Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me and the chief baker in custody in the house of the captain of the guard. We dreamed on the same night, he and I, each having a dream with its own interpretation. A young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. When we told him, he interpreted our dreams to us, giving an interpretation to each man according to his dream. And as he interpreted to us, so it came about. I was restored to my office, and the baker was hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they quickly brought him out of the pit. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came in before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, It is not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream I was standing on the banks of the Nile, seven cows, plump and attractive, came up out of the Nile and fed in the reed grass. Seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and thin, such as I had never seen in all the land of Egypt. And the thin, ugly cows ate up the first seven plump cows. But when they had eaten them, no one would have known that they had eaten them, for they were still as ugly as at the beginning. Then I awoke. I also saw in my dream seven ears growing on one stalk, full and good. Seven ears, withered, thin, and blighted by the east wind, sprouted after them, and the thin ears swallowed up the seven good ears, and I told it to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dreams are one. The seven lean and ugly cows that came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty ears blighted by the east wind are also seven years of famine. It is as I told Pharaoh, God has shown to Pharaoh what he is about to do. There will come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, but after them there will arise seven years of famine, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land and the plenty will be unknown in the land by the reason of the famine that will follow, for it will be very severe. And the doubling of Pharaoh's dream means that the thing is fixed by God, and God will shortly bring it about. 
Now therefore let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh proceed to appoint overseers over the land and take one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt during the seven plentiful years and let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh for food in the cities and let them keep it. That food shall be a reserve for the land against the seven years of famine that are to occur in the land of Egypt, so that the land may not perish through the famine. This proposal pleased Pharaoh and all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find a man like this, in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has shown you all this, there is none so discerning and as wise as you are. You shall be over my house and all my people shall order themselves as you command. Only as regards the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him ride in his second chariot and they called out before him, Bow the knee! Thus he set him over all the land of Egypt. Moreover, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no one shall lift up a hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name zaphnath paneah and he gave him in marriage Asenath, the daughter of Potiphera, priest of On. So Joseph went out over the land of Egypt. Joseph was thirty years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. During the seven plentiful years, the earth produced abundantly, and he gathered up all the food of these seven years, which occurred in the land of Egypt, and put the food in the cities. He put in every city the food from the fields around it. And Joseph stored up grain in great abundance, like the sand of the sea, until he ceased to measure it, for it could not be measured. Before the year of famine came, Two sons were born to Joseph. Asenath, the daughter of Potiphera, priest of On, bore them to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for, he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. The name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. The seven years of plenty that occurred in the land of Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began to come. As Joseph had said, There was a famine in all the lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. When all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph. What he says to you, do. So when the famine had spread over all the land, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Moreover, all the earth came to Egypt to Joseph to buy grain, because the famine was severe over all the earth. Chapter 42 When Jacob learned that there was grain for sale in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you look at one another? And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is grain for sale in Egypt. Go down and buy grain for us there, that we may live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with his brothers, for he feared that harm might happen to him. Thus the sons of Israel came to buy among the others who came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was governor over the land, 
He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke roughly to them. Where do you come from? he said. They said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed of them. And he said to them, You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said to him, No, my lord, your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies. He said to them, No, it is the nakedness of the land that you have come to see. And they said, We, your servants, are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is as I said to you, you are spies. By this you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh you shall not go from this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you and let him bring your brother while you remain confined, that your words may be tested whether there is truth in you. Or else, by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. And he put them all together in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers remain confined where you are in custody, and let the rest go and carry grain for the famine of your households, and bring your youngest brother to me. So your words will be verified, and you shall not die. And they did so. Then they said to one another, In truth we are guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged us and we did not listen. This is why distress has come upon us. And Reuben answered them, Did I not tell you not to sin against the boy? But you did not listen. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. They did not know that Joseph understood them, for there was an interpreter between them. Then he turned away from them and wept. And he returned to them and spoke to them. And he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. And Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain and to replace every man's money in his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. This was done for them. Then they loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed. And as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey fodder at the lodging place, he saw his money in the mouth of his sack. He said to his brothers, My money has been put back. Here it is in the mouth of my sack. At this their hearts failed them, and they turned trembling to one another, saying, What is this that God has done to us? When they came to Jacob their father in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the lord of the land, spoke roughly to us and took us to be spies in the land. But we said to him, We are honest men. We have never been spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father, and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the lord of the land, said to us, By this I shall know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, and take grain for the famine of your households, and go your way. Bring your youngest brother to me, and I shall know that you are not spies, but honest men, and I will deliver your brother to you, and you shall trade in the land. As they emptied their sacks, behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob their father said to them, 
bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more, and now you would take Benjamin. All this has come against me. Then Reuben said to his father, Kill my two sons if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my hands, and I will bring him back to you. But he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he's the only one left. If harm should happen to him on the journey that you are to make, you would bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Hey friends, welcome to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we're currently reading through the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase, and I'll be transparent with you. Today was a little hard to get going. Um, I got up today and I thought, man, I kind of don't want to read my Bible. And uh, I just kind of felt myself hitting that wall of like oh man i have to do this again and every day but i have made a commitment to myself to be disciplined and to do things even when i don't feel like doing them i have learned in this life that discipline goes a long long way thanks so much for joining me today in our reading we have gone through chapters 41 and 42 in the book of genesis and now i'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me um actually it's going to be one thing uh, so right at the beginning of chapter 41, it starts off with two years later, the king has a dream and he's having this dream about the seven cows, seven skinny cows, seven fat cows, seven bundles of grain. And he's having trouble interpreting these dreams. He calls up the magicians and they can't interpret it because uh, the dreams come from God. Duh. Then the cupbearer looks at Pharaoh and says, "Did you, you said something about a dream. And then, then he realizes and says to himself, mistakes have been made. And Joseph gets called forth and he interprets the dream and the dream is spot on. You know, uh, the, the Pharaoh trusts him and they're making this plan to survive the famine that's coming soon. And Pharaoh elects Joseph to basically the number two spot. He says, you shall be over my house. Uh, and later on, he says, only as regards the throne will I be greater than you. Bro, this is pretty dope. I mean, the guy is in jail and he gets out of jail. I mean, he's been sitting there for two years. Um, and, and can you imagine just being in jail for two years? You've done nothing wrong. You told the cupbearer to hey now please don't forget me you know tell tell the pharaoh about me so i can get out of jail because you know kind of kind of sucky in here and a whole two years goes by before he's remembered again but when he is remembered things just come together and you know he he's he interprets the dream and he's elected to the number two position in all the kingdom and i think that's amazing Here's the rough part though, and this is something that not too many people are going to want to hear. Being a Christian will sometimes mean waiting. I've said this before, I'll say it again. God is not our genie. He's not our butler. He doesn't do 
what we tell him, when we tell him to do it. He is sovereign over our lives, and that's why we pray that his will would be his will would be done in our lives so that he would be pleased. Not not our will, not not my will, because um our will is, is flawed. And uh we've tried our will and things tend to fall apart that way. But when we're in his will, things work out. And they may not always work out the way we want to or expect them to. But if it's his will, then it's what's best for us and it's what will bring him glory. And it's not an easy thing to hear and it's not um, an easy thing to internalize and apply to our life because we're human beings. And I think most of us, you know, we, one, we want our expectations to be met. Two, we want to know the entire plan from our lives. We, we want our plans to work out and we want things to go well. But the truth is things don't. Things don't go the way we want, to, want them to and they don't turn out the way we planned. I mean, look at Joseph's life. He had this dream that uh, the, the bundles of wheat were going to bow down to him, that the sun, the moon, and the stars were going to bow down to him. He has this 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 colorful coat, and sometime later we read about him being in a pit, and then after that he's uh, being sexually harassed, and uh, even though and because he does the right thing uh, to flee from Potiphar's wife, he ends up in jail, and then in jail he does the right thing there. He helps out the baker and the cupbearer. He interprets their dreams. He's leading over the the guard, you know, the the chief guard is entrusting him to, you know, lead the prisoners. And he gets left there for two years. I mean, you know, he's waiting, you know, uh, you know I hope the cupbearer, you know, is going to talk to Pharaoh and I'm going to be let out any day now, any minute now, any day now, any week now, any month now. And, and, it, and it, it adds up to two years. And I can imagine being frustrated. Okay, moment of vulnerability. So in 2017, I went on a mission trip to Japan, and it was one of the most exciting mission trips that I have had ever been on. And I had told myself that I'm going to come back here for a longer term because I, I had only been there for a week and a half the first time. And so I decided that I wanted to go and I said I was going to go in 2019 as soon as I graduated college. And so I, I filled out the application to go. I was accepted to go there. Woohoo. I started fundraising. And uh, there's a certain amount that you need to fundraise before you're allowed to go on the mission trip. And as the date to my graduation came, you know, I started to get more and more anxious because you know, I, the the money wasn't coming in and I was, I was doing everything that I knew to do. I was making posts on social media. I was like making videos. I was sending out letters to people and, you know, I wasn't getting um, anything in return. I wasn't getting any money back. And then I graduate in May of 2019 and I'm like, yeah, this is great. But um, the money wasn't raised and I, you know, couldn't go in the, the summer of 2019 like I had planned. Um, I'm still at my parents' house. 
I really had no plan because Japan was the plan. And um, I didn't know what, what to do. And I started feeling like a failure. failure. And I went into a, a depression because I started to think, you know, what if I, I'm not meant to go on this trip? And God, why did you give me this desire? And when, you know, why, you know, do I want to want to go so badly? And um, and, you know, just take this desire away from me because it's, it's driving, it's driving me crazy. And, and like, I don't want to be here at my parents' house and I'm ready to move on to the next thing. And, you know, I, you know, all these thoughts were swirling around and I was in such a state of emotional instability. Um, and I, I didn't know what to do or, or what was, what was to come next. And, um, but then I get this job you know, working down, working in DC. Uh, and it's been a fun journey. I, it's been over a year now since I've been working here and, um, I have moved out of my parents' house and, you know, I've been on my own for over a year now. And in this time, I would say that I, I've grown a lot. I learned a lot about myself and the person that I want to be. And, um, you know, I have the funds, ra- the funds raised to go on the missions trip now. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> Sorry. It sounds so unenthusiastic. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited really. Um, but in addition to all that, I've, I've grown and in this waiting period, I have just learned a lot about myself. Like I said, and I've learned in areas where I needed to grow and I've, I'm learning to be more disciplined and um, I just feel much more prepared now to, to go out and on this missions journey and to, you know, do the things that I believe God has called me to do. And it wasn't an easy thing for me to learn, you know, to to wait because I, I wanted to go. I had this plan, but I began to trust and I began to pray and I began to just dig deep and allow God to change things in me and redirect me and 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 teach me things that I that needed to be taught. And and, and so, you know, being a being a Christian, you know, there's gonna be times where it's best for you to wait. You know, that's a that's a prayer. That's an answer that's an answer from God. You know, there's yes, there's no, but there's also wait. And in the prison, I'm sure that Joseph's what the answer that he got was to wait. And it was it was 2 years. It was a long wait. And um and I I'm I'm not trying to I don't want to speak into it too much because I don't want to be like, oh, well, Joseph, you know, he got used to waiting or, you know, or like he was angry or because, you know, the Bible doesn't say that. But in chapter 41, you know, he says to Pharaoh that God is the one who interprets dreams. And so it seems to me that his mind is still on God and he's still, I think he's looking at things from God's perspective, you know the the interpretation of dreams and the waiting he's looking at it all from god's perspective and that's something that you know we can all do 
and it's all beneficial for us. So there are benefits in waiting, but even more so than that, there's the simple act of trusting. Just saying, God, I want things a certain way and I would really like things to turn out this way, but I trust you that things that you are in control of things and you're going to work it out for my good and for your glory. Because we we want things to work out in the end for there to be a fairy tale ending, for there to be a bow wrapped on top of all the ickiness and the the tough stuff that we have to go through to make it all seem worth it, right? But the fact of the matter is that that doesn't work out for everyone. You know, everyone's not promised a fairy tale ending. Everyone's not promised that it will all make sense in the end. You think about the disciples that followed Jesus who entrusted their lives to him, who um, made the decision to share the gospel with the surrounding areas. Um, they were persecuted. They were murdered, maimed, sawed in half. Uh, they were just treated in the most inhumane ways. And um, they yet they, they trusted. And, um, you know, they got their reward. They got to be with God in heaven. But, you know, for that time on earth, it, it was painful. It was, it was rough, to say the least. And, uh, but they trusted. And I know that doesn't sound pleasant, but I, I, I got, I'm trying to just tell you how it is. You know, I don't want you to, you know, follow Jesus with some mindset that everything's going to be okay. And even though I go through bad things, it's all going to work out in the end. I mean, it will work out in the end because the ultimate reward is to be with him in heaven. But I, I, but I just want to give you the right perspective. I, I don't want you to follow Jesus and then be surprised when bad things happen or you're in a waiting period and you feel like God isn't hearing you. You know, I, I just want you to, to know these things. Um, I wish, you know, someone would have told me. Um, and I wish someone would have told me to trust him in the times of waiting because that was something that I had to learn in my walk with God. I really hope that all made sense. Friends, I want to thank you so much for spending your time here. It really means a lot to me. I know the value of time, so I don't take your choosing to listen to this entire podcast episode. I don't take that lightly. Thank you. So, in today's reading, I would like to know uh, what things stuck out to you? What caught your attention? What do you wish I spoke more on? Um, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, any responses to the questions I just asked, please don't hesitate to message me or respond to the video post at underscore Peculiar Productions on Instagram or Peculiar Productions on Facebook. Once again, thank you for listening to The Peculiar Podcast, where we are currently reading the Bible every day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase. Know that I love you, but Jesus loved you first. I'll see you tomorrow. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified.